Thank you. 
here shortly hallelujah the man of god is coming on amen we thank the lord for his life amen hallelujah apostle ab prince amen is going to be teaching with us on this evening hallelujah 
Amen. We thank God. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah, we're getting started. Hallelujah, we give you glory. Amen, we thank the Lord. Hallelujah. They don't know. Hallelujah, they don't know. Shaka Bosaya. We give you glory. Hallelujah. We give you glory. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Amen. We're going to go ahead and get started, and the man of God should be coming on here. Amen. We thank you for joining us for our biblical studies here, SOAR International Outreach Network. I am Lady Apostle, and I'm going to be with you on this evening. We also have a very special man of God that's going to come on and teach on this evening. Amen. We're going to be talking about the task. We're dealing with 15 strategic tasks in ministry as we pass through ministry amen we've already talked about the time task the wilderness task the patience task the faith task and today we're talking about the endurance and perseverance task so both of these tests that we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about both of these because in um, endurance and perseverance work together amen and as he teach on this beautiful evening about how do we get through the test of endurance how do we get through the test of perseverance so as we've been studying on the different tests of ministry we know that the tests that we go through are by god amen because we understand the first test when he parted the red sea amen when he began to send manna, amen, in a place when there was nothing. And the test where the patience test, where he told Moses, amen, what to do and how to do it and how he sent Joshua and Caleb into the promised land. And the report that they brought back, but those that were with them had a spirit of what unbelief. So we talked about the time test. I'm just going to briefly go over a couple of these tests, and we're going to allow Apostle A.B. Prince to come on so that we can go ahead and get through this service on this evening. So the time test, when we talked about the time test, it deals with to test our motives God will put on us, amen, on the shelf, amen. The time test deals with how sometimes he killed us. Hallelujah, Kristen. It's like, it feels like, God is ignoring us, but really in his in his quietness, he's building us because he wants us to become strong. He wants us to dig more in his word. He wants us to get closer to him. So if somebody can easily come and just hand you things so easily, then we would never know who God is. So sometimes he's quiet. Sometimes he's silent. But that doesn't mean he don't love us. It doesn't mean that he's not with us. He's with us. But 
He has to be silent and quiet sometimes because he wants to build us. He's want to build our faith. He wants us to lean totally on him. Not on people, not on ourselves, not on our jobs, not on our money, but really lean on him. How do we do that? What do we do when we are in a place and, it's, and, it, and God is quiet, when it's silent? He wants us to dig in his word. When we read the word of God, God speaks to us in his word. The Bible, it, like, it, it turns right into us. The Bible is it, it, literally just go like st- strictly like to us, like make it seem like God is talking directly to us. Have you ever read the Bible and it's like, God, you're talking to me. Even though he may have said Joshua or Caleb or, jo- or, or, jo- or jo- uh, jo- Jonah, but really he was saying Christian. He was saying, Apostle Robin, right? So when we, we when God is silent, sometimes it doesn't mean he doesn't love us. He loves us, but he's trying to let us grow. He makes us wait to remove flesh. Come on now. He makes us wait for us to say, you know what, Lord, I need to get rid of this. Lord, I need to get rid of that. I remember when I had pride. I mean, pride, not the pride like I thought I was all there, but the pride where I didn't want to go ask nobody for nothing when I knew I was in need. Why? Because I was so used to being there for everybody, doing everything. I didn't know how to ask. It was pride. And then one day, one day, God had to deal with that. He dealt with that flesh. Amen. So no flesh your glory in his presence. Then we talked about the word test. The word test, the word um, God tests us um, on his knowledge of his word. The word test is when we dig more into the word, we get more revelation, more understanding of the mysteries of God. So the word test allows us to get to know God because the word is God. So the word test allows us to get more knowledge of God, makes us ask more questions of God, make us really, really dig for the deep things of God, those secret things of God, the reverence of him, his presence. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, he also, the word says he will put us through a season of rejection, even sometimes by our family, by our loved ones, by people that are close, by even sometimes people in ministry in order for, for us to do what? Dig more into him. Dig more into his word. Amen. Hallelujah. Then we had talked about the wilderness test. The wilderness test, God will put us through the most difficult time in our life. We could be up today and gone tomorrow. We could be up today and going through tomorrow. We can have our right mind today and tomorrow, guess what? We just worried and stressed. So I'm telling you, God can put us through things. It's not that he don't love us, but he put us through different things because he's trying to do what? Test us. He want to know what's in us. He want to see that ugly flesh come out of us. He want the spirit to arise in us. Amen? He put us through the wilderness to test us, to get us on point. To get us in front of the things. To get us on the right track. Amen. It's the most important test. The wilderness test is one of the most important tests. Because that's a test where you end up with nothing. God want to know what you're going to do when you ain't got nothing. You can't lean on you. You can't lean on your job. You can't lean on people. You got to lean on him. Amen. See the wilderness will leave you in a place of dryness. In a drought. In a place of nothing. In a place of nobody, in a place of loneliness, come on now, abandonment, rejection. The wilderness will leave you left out to die. Glory. Hallelujah. But God, when we get through that wilderness test, hey, we got a testimony. Like the man of God said, you want that money? Hey, you got to have a test. You want money? You better have a test. Testimony. (laughs) Hallelujah. 
testimony. Hallelujah. See, the wilderness allows us to lose everything. I said that in everybody. But guess what? We find ourselves in the wilderness. We find that weak vessel, that vessel that God wants us to turn into, not a weak vessel for us to be weak, not being able to stand against the wild of the devil. I'm talking about being able to fear and reverence him. He wants us to know that it's okay to find our weaknesses so that he can make us strong. Amen. See, the book of Proverbs 24 and 27 says we must prepare to be used by God. The wilderness allows us to be prepared to be used by God. Because if God wants to use us, he has to start preparing us. And where is the best place to start? In the wilderness. In a place where you have nothing but him. Then we have the patient test. God allows us to go through things and to wait on him in patience. That's that silence. When sometimes we don't hear God, all we got is a word. What do we do when all we got is a word from God? Like Abraham, all he heard God says that he going to have many children as more as the stars. Come on. Come on. And that's, all he heard was a word. And then he told him to go take the only child to the, come on now, put him on an altar. But when he got there, my God, my God, there was a ram in the bush. Ha <laughs> ha. Didn't even know Isaac was carrying his own death. Ha <laughs> ha. God will always be there in our patient test. Then we had our faith test that was spoken by the great man of God, Reverend Samuel. He talked about having faith. Faith is dead without works, but he said, now faith, not yesterday faith or today faith or tomorrow faith, now faith. And faith is dead without works, and faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing the word of God. So if you ain't got God and you're not in his word, you ain't got faith. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to need faith in this economy. Hallelujah. You ain't got faith in this economy, you might as well go ahead and ball up like a roll. Hallelujah. But we got faith, y'all. Hallelujah. So let's go ahead and get um, Reverend, hallelujah, Apostle A.B. Prince, amen, on the line with us because he's going to teach on today endurance, hallelujah, endurance and perseverance test, amen, great man of God, hallelujah, we thank God for his life all the way from Ghana, hallelujah, we thank him, he is the head pastor of CBC, um, excuse me, um, Central Church, Nicholas Temple, and also the founder and CEO of Hill Country Church and Hill City Bible College um, Seminary College. Amen. We thank God for him. We thank God for his vision. But one of the things that I thank God for him for is um, his humility. Amen. Even though God is using him greatly and all the great things that he's doing with him, you wouldn't even know all these things he has unless you have maybe went to Ghana, you know, didn't knew him, met him, but didn't know the great visionary, the things that he were over and the things that God entrusted him with. I knew he was a man of vision. I knew he was a man of purpose, but to go there to see such many great things that he is upon and over, he didn't say one thing like, I'm this, I'm that. It spoke for itself. Amen. Hallelujah. So I thank God for the divine connection. I thank God for his life. I thank God for his people that he's also entrusted to be with me in the ministry as well. Reverend Samuel, God bless you as well, man of God. Also the administrator and also the right-hand man of Hill City Bible College Seminary and Hill Country. Hallelujah, church. Amen. God bless you and thank you for joining us. And I thank everybody that's joining us as well. 
those that are near and far, if I don't call your name, know that I love you and I know you're on. Thank God for you. And I know that you're going to get a great word today. Amen. It's always good to just tune in just because not only when you hear some other people coming, but God is speaking through everybody. Hallelujah. So I know that those that God is bringing on, he's going to use them mightily. Amen. So make sure you don't miss it. Amen. Don't go by what's on the outside of them. Know what's on the inside word. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's go ahead. Let me call him up. Amen. Hallelujah, so that we can get the great man of God on, so that he can give us some revelation, hallelujah, of God's word and some application, hallelujah, as he break down the word, rightfully dividing the word of God, amen, on this great um, evening. And actually, it is about 1042 in Ghana, amen, there are four hours ahead of us, amen, so we thank God for him just being able to come on in line at such a late time as well so let's go ahead and welcome him i'm calling him up now hallelujah and um so he can join us amen hallelujah we give god the glory we thank god for everybody that's on here tap in share it with somebody amen i know you're going to be blessed hallelujah amen glory to god hallelujah god bless you man of god god bless you man of god how are you Hello? Can you hear me? Apostle. Uh -huh. Could you hear me? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Could you hear me? Okay, we can hear you too. We got you. We got you live. We got, we got you live. We ready to hear you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. I welcome everybody for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Yes, we can hear you. We can hear you. Apostle. Yes, I can hear you very loud and clear. I hear some dogs in the back. <laughs> yes, we can hear you. Yes, we can. I can hear you. I can hear you. Apostle. Yes. everybody let me try to call let me call back okay um for some reason let me call back hello let me call back okay so i won't get no feedback
Thank you, everybody, for being patient with us. Just trying to make sure it's clear. Okay, Apostle. Okay, Apostle, could you hear me? Okay, I can hear you now. Better. Hello. Is there dogs in the back? Hello? Oh, okay, okay. That's what, okay. Okay, okay, sorry about that. I thought it was um, noise, but go ahead. Okay, okay, go ahead. Okay. So if you could start over, please. Thank you. Yes, we. Yes, you can go ahead, loud and clear. Thank you. 
endurance and, and, and perseverance shouldn't be a mixing word in our lives. As a matter of fact, every morning we have to encourage ourselves with these two ways. We have to speak to ourselves that I will, I, I am, I will endure and I will persevere. Every leader must have this attitude and always make this confession that I must endure and I will persevere. Every business person must make this confession every morning that I must endure and I will persevere. Every student must have this confession, I must endure and I will persevere. Every married person must have this understanding and confession that every morning of the day that I must endure and, my, and I must persevere. The only thing that registers people into successes of life and leave behind legacies in life is these two things we call endurance and perseverance. The successes, the achievements, the great monuments, the glory of every environment we see around us are all products or the results of endurance and perseverance. Anytime we meet, we meet somebody, we have to ask the person, what have you endured in life? Anybody who has not endured anything in life cannot succeed in life. Anybody who has not persevered in, in, through anything cannot succeed in life. So when we meet people, we have to ask those people, Barney, what have you endured in life? What have you endured in ministry? What have you endured as a leader? What have you endured as a parent, as a mother, as a, as a, as a father? What have you endured as a student? What have you endured? In the environment you find yourself, it is a question which is very powerful, and everybody must answer this question in his life. In our quest to succeed, we need to answer the question of what have you endured in this life, and what we endure will determine how far we can go in life. So, what have you endured? Or should be a question we have to ask ourselves every day. The first is endurance, the second is perseverance. We persevere with endurance, and endurance produces perseverance. So they go hand in hand. Now, I want to limit myself to endurance and begin to touch on endurance. What is endurance? Endurance is the ability to stay in the present, the challenging, and the problematic situation. It is the ability to stay in the present and the problematic and the challenging situation without, number one, complaining. Two, without misbehaving. Three, without putting up a negative attitude. Endurance. It is the ability to stay in the present and the challenging and the problematic situation. The ability to stay, to stay. Not to run away, but to stay. The ability to be able to absorb yourself within a certain problem, a certain challenge, a certain pressing attack. Without number one complaining, without number two misbehaving, without number three putting up a negative attitude. One of the things that exposes people who cannot endure is that the moment they find themselves in the problem, they find themselves in a pressing and a challenging situation as leaders, as people of God. What happens is that the first thing we do is we complain. The second thing we do is we begin to misbehave. We begin to change our behavior. We, we, we begin to begin to put up a certain lifestyle which is contrary to the 
former life people saw us to be. So when it happened like that, it means that the situation we find ourselves, it, it has pushed us to think and change our attitude. There's a Bible story which is very powerful and profound about the, the, the book of Ruth. Ruth was one of the characters who survived and endured the challenges of life. When Ruth, Ruth lost, lost the husband, and Ruth and Opa, they were all from Moab. They, they lost their husbands, and Naomi told them that I have to leave back to Israel, and you also go back to your, your people. And you also go back to your people. And you also go back to your people. What happened for that was that the the Opa, the rival of of Ruth, turned back to his, to her people because she lacked endurance. But the Bible says Ruth told Naomi that Naomi, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving you. I'm not going back. I will be pushing. I will be persevering. I will endure what I've been through. I've lost my husband. I've lost touch with life. I've lost touch with hope. I've lost touch with whatever thing that can make me to be able to be respected in society and to be able to live in blessings and glory. But you know what? Naomi, I'm going with you. Where you live, I will live. Your people be my people and your God will be my God. What a powerful confession. My God. And the Bible says, Naomi said, okay, then let us move on. They moved on and Ruth married a successful man in Israel called Boaz. And out of that, we got the Messiah. Uh, out of that, we got the Messiah, Christ Jesus. And now everybody is celebrating Christ and the goodness of Christ all over the world. What, how, what brought Christ to bear was a decision somebody made to endure certain challenges she, she, she was confronted with and a decision to persevere. And out of that, she had a positive attitude. Ruth had a positive attitude, positive image, positive character in the midst of frustrations, in the midst of hopelessness. And in the end, Christ now is everywhere because out of Ruth came J.C., and out of Jesse came David, and out of David came the line of the Messiah. Hallelujah, praise God. So endurance, number one, help us to be able not to misbehave. It helps us not to put up a negative attitude. To endure is to remain in silence, even in the midst of pain. Hallelujah. When someone is enduring, it means he's in pain, but the person is in silence. There's a story about Nelson Mandela. The Bible says, no, no, sorry. Nelson Mandela was put in prison for 11 years in the days of South Africa when he was fighting for the independence of South Africa from the apartheid regime. And you know what? Mandela was confronted with a lot of issues, but he endured. He endured imprisonment. And in the final analysis, he was released from prison. He became president. When he was in prison, there was a story Mandela recounted, and it is very powerful. He said that the security, the security guard that was at the gate of Nelson Mandela. When Mandela asked the man of water and what water, and the man said, "You want to need water?" Mandela said, "Yes, I need water. I'm thirsty." The man will go and urinate. He will urinate and. And give it to Mandela, pour it upon the head of Mandela. And Mandela endured. He never complained. One day, Mandela went into a restaurant once he was a president. And he saw the man, the man had become old, sitting or somewhere. And Mandela told the security to go and fetch the man to come and stay where they were they, they were having their 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 their, 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 their dinner. 
and the man came, the man was suffering because the man knew that Mandela is about to pay him back. And Mandela told him, do you remember me? The man said, yes, I remember you well because in the prison I was urinating on you. And Mandela said, yes, but I've endured and now God has forgiven me now I'm the president. Now, you cannot be, you cannot be able to succeed in life if you cannot be silent in pain. Most of you, most of us, most leaders, when things are bad, we complain with all, we let everybody know what we are going through. No, woman of God, man of God, learn to put silence in pain. And out of that, one day, the glory of God will locate you and the Lord will bless your life. So endurance is trusting the process. Endurance is trusting the process. Hallelujah. The time has come that we need to trust the process. The process of leadership. The process of the assignment we are carrying, the process of our pursuits in life, we need to trust the process. It seems that there's no hope. It seems that, it seems that we, we are not going anywhere. It is full of uncertainty, but we need to trust the process. And when we can trust the process, it means that we have, we have, we have the attitude of endurance. So endurance is trusting the process in the midst of uncertainties. Endurance is demonstrating a positive character. In the face of shame, in the face of ridicule, in the face of embarrassment. Endurance is number one, it's not complaining. People who endure not complain. Number two, endurance is not remembering. Number three, endurance is not blaming people. Number four, endurance is not being discouraged. Number five, endurance is not being disappointed. Number six, endurance is not appearing to be hopeless. Number seven, endurance is not relenting in your effort in whatever we are doing. So people who endure, who have endurance, they don't relent in their effort. What, if they are praying, they will always pray. If they are doing something for God, they are always doing it for God. If they are pursuing their education, going to school, they are always doing that. Whatever they are doing, they don't relent in their effort. That is endurance. So in the midst of the trials, in the midst of the temptations and the pain, they don't relent. They are not disappointed. They are not discouraged. They don't blame anybody. They don't murmur. They don't complain. What they do is that they trust the process and they know that one day God will see them through and they will get there. And what they are going to will be a legacy tomorrow. I prophesy upon everybody hearing the sound of my voice. What we are going through one day will be a legacy. What we are going through one day will be a legacy to generations. People will admire what we we leave behind and what we are able to bring to bear in life, and they will say, How come they don't do these things? And we will tell them that we were, we were able to do it because we endured something meaningful, we endured and persevered. Hallelujah! So, endurance and perseverance is very important in life. Now, our foundational test is taken from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. The Bible says, Jesus Christ, he endured. Who, who for the joy that was before him endured, for the joy that was said before Christ Jesus endured the cross. Now, the word he endured the cross is very profound here. So we want to use Jesus as an example of endurance. In as much as we are learning on endurance, we want to learn about Christ's endurance on the cross. Now, as leaders, we need to understand the Jesus example of endurance. As followers, we need to understand Jesus' endurance, an example of endurance. Businessmen, career people, relationship people, and dreams. We need to understand what, what we, we need to understand Jesus' example of endurance. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus endured the cross. 
give for the joy that was set before him. So it means that there is no joy without friends going to endurance. As people of God, as leaders, as students, as career, whatever we are doing in relationship, in, the, in our desires, in our expectations, whatever thing we are anticipating to become the joy of our life tomorrow, it cannot be possible without first enduring something painful, enduring something that is very hopeless. So Jesus endured the cross, the Bible says, who for the joy that was sent before him will endure the cross, looking unto Jesus, the altar and the finisher of our pain. The Bible says, who for the joy that was sent before him endured the cross, endured the cross. For the joy that was sent before him, he endured the cross. Now, principles of endurance, how can we endure? The first principle of endurance, number one, we need to build capacity. People who endure are people who build their capacities. You cannot endure anything if you don't build capacity. How do you build your capacity? You build capacity by learning, learning. You build capacity by following the good experience of people around us. You build capacity by trying to know how people were able to make it in life. When we are able to understand the things people went through in making it in life, in ministry, in leadership, we can be able to build capacity. So people who endure, how can we endure? We need to build capacities. Capacity of wisdom, capacity in spirituality, relationship with God. We need to build capacities in prayer. We cannot, you cannot endure anything if you don't pray. Jesus was able to endure the cross because his capacity was strong. He was a man of prayer. He was a man of purpose. He was a man of, you know, a man of principle. So Jesus built capacity. So if you want to endure, the first principle that will help us to be able to endure is to be able to build our capacity. Capacity building is very important for people who want to endure. We need to build our capacity. Number two, we need to have a positive attitude in life. Whatever we happen to us, we need to have a positive attitude. We need to, we need to, the Bible says, as a man thinks, so is he. So our thinking should be positive. We need to know that this thing will not kill us. What we are going through will not kill us. What we are going through will not break us. What we are going through will not disturb us. What we are going through will not delay us. What we are going through, we, we have to have positive attitude that one day we will triumph over it and in the end, we will see the glory of God. Jesus endured the cross. The cross was the painful moment. The cross was the embarrassing moment. The cross was the challenging moment in the life of Christ as a leader in the, even in the eyes of his followers. People around him by Jesus Christ had a positive attitude. He said, my father will raise me at the third day. I will enter into my glory. But you cannot enter into the glory without having a positive attitude of enduring what he ought to go through at that particular moment. So principles of endurance number two, we need to build a positive attitude, have the positive attitude. Principle number three on how to endure is that we need to have faith in God. Faith in God is very paramount in having endurance. You cannot endure anything if you don't have faith in God. Because in times, Apostle Paul says, says something. He said, we go to a place that we even lost, lost hope in life. Life is very dynamic. Life is very adventurous. Sometimes certain things happen in the business environment, in the relationship environment, in the marital environment, and everything can be serious. But you know what? 
We need to have what we call faith in God. Faith in God will make the difference. Because the Bible says, through faith, the elders obtain a good report. The Bible says, through faith, the elders were able to make, obtain a good report. They were able to stop the mouth of lions. They were able to see the, the, the dead come back to life through faith, through faith. So faith in God will help us to endure. Faith in God is, will help us to endure. Faith in God will help us to endure. It's very important that we understand the dynamics of the place of faith in God because it's either we have faith in God to be able to overcome the fight of life or it's either we don't have faith in God and the fight of life overcome us. So it's very important. People who have faith in God, they are not overcome by the fight of life because life is about fighting. Apostle Paul said, I have fought a good fight. You cannot fight a good fight in life if you don't have faith in God. Sometimes the situation is very beyond our level and our understanding our control. And faith in God alone can bring us into that place of endurance. So principle of endurance, number three, is faith in God. Number four, principles of endurance, number four, is understanding seasons. We need to understand the seasons of life. Seasons of life. Jesus said that things concerning me have an end. You know what? There's, there are seasons. When we talk of a season, a season is a particular moment, a particular activity within a, a space of time which is very unpleasant, which is very bad, which is very, very hopeless. It's a season, and seasons come and seasons go. Seasons are not stable, it comes and goes. So when we find ourselves in a season of want, in the season of lack, in a season of disgrace, we need to endure. In a season of pain, in a season of betrayal, in a season where all men even leave us. The Bible says, Jesus said, all men left me. It was a season that all men left him. There's a season even your prayer sometimes seems that God is not here listening to your prayer. All those are seasons of life. And people who understand endurance will imbibe in themselves the principle of what we call understanding seasons. Daniel said, God changes the seasons. Because Daniel was in captivity at that time. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they were also in captivity at that time. But because of their acute sense of understanding of seasons, they were not controlled by the season and they endured. And they became rulers in the land of Babylon. They were favored in the land of Babylon and they were blessed in the land of Babylon. Whoever is listening to the sound of my voice, you have to endure every season you find yourself. The season can be bad. The season can be very punishing. It can be very disturbing. But you know what? Endurance and, and, and commitment to the grace of God and the things of God will bring us out. Hallelujah. Now on the sixth principle, we need to understand about endurance is solid perspective about life. We need to possess solid perspective about life. Solid perspective of our life. We need to understand life. You know what? God asked Jeremiah that Jeremiah, what do you see? God asked Abraham that Abraham, what do you see? God asked the man Jesus touched his eyes. He asked him, What do you see? And the man said, I, I see people, human beings like trees. Jeremiah, what do you see? Jeremiah said, I see an almond tree. He, Abraham, Abraham, what do you see? And God told Abraham, Abraham. What do you see? You know what we see is very important. Let us the perspective of life. Sometimes we are going through so many things. When God told Abraham that what do you see? Abraham said, and God opened the eyes of Abraham to count the stars in heaven and count the sun on earth. And Abraham couldn't do that. 
And God was giving Abraham a perspective of my life about how to endure. At that time, Abraham had no seed, he had no child. But God was telling Abraham that in the midst of that challenge, in the midst of that chaos, I, God Almighty, will give you a surprise. But it is not possible if your perspective of my life is wrong. And people who have principle of endurance have a positive perspective of our life. Now, the last principle I will touch and we'll enter into prayer is the the principle of the 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 mark the mark the marks of a legacy thinker the marks of a legacy thinker enduring the cross is that Jesus endured the cross he had he, he was thinking into legacy now some people come on earth they don't leave any legacy they don't leave any legacy but some people come on earth they leave legacies now people who endure things are people are able to leave behind legacies I pray in the name of Jesus and may God help us to be able to leave legacies behind. So these are the principles and the, and the endurance. If we want to endure, so that we can be able to persevere as leaders, as business people, persevere as people of God, as church people, we need to understand the place of endurance. And Jesus cried about who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. We have to begin to pray this prayer point. Very, very important. I want to pray now that, oh God, help me to be able to build capacity in the challenges of life I find myself. In the challenges of life as a leader, Lord, help us to be able to build capacity. Yeah. How do we build capacity? We build capacity by learning, by knowing what people are going through, by taking clues from what people are, reading the success stories of people, be able to understand the, the way, the processes of life. Lord, help us in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. Help us to build capacity. We need to build capacity. We need to build capacity to be able to endure. We cannot endure if we don't have capacity for endurance. The Bible says in Jesus Christ endure the cross. Lord, give us capacity to endure the cross. We have the capacity to endure the stress moment of life. Wherever we find ourselves, wherever we are suffering, we pray for capacity. 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 Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. We pray for capacity, capacity building, capacity building to endure. Jesus endured the cross because he was capable to endure the cross. He enjoyed the joy. He understood the joy. He saw the glory of God. He carried the cross. 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 He carried
in prison, but he endured the prison life. He was prosecuted. Joseph told the prisoners, I have done no wrong. I have done no evil, but he was in prison. But he kept a positive attitude. The point of positive attitude in the kind of hopelessness, in the kind of pain, in the kind of betrayal. When all men are leaving us, when all things are telling us, when everything is telling us that we cannot get into destiny and glory, Father, we pray for a positive attitude. We pray that of God, Holy Spirit, help us to keep a positive attitude like Joseph. Survive certain things as leaders. 
for you to survive the things of our leaders, as mothers, as fathers, as career professionals, as people, businessmen, women, whatever. They need to go to our legacy. Amen. Amen. Apostle, can you hear me? Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, God bless.
bless you, man of God. Hallelujah. God bless you. Hallelujah. Oh my God. That is so awesome. Hallelujah. I have to, I have a testimony because this word that you just gave, Apostle, may God bless you. May the fire of God continue to be upon you. May God continue to use you mightily. Hallelujah. Because this is a truly profound word. Hallelujah. Let me tell you. Hallelujah. God is so good. Amen. Like Apostle just, I got some good notes. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll share these notes. Hallelujah. These notes, I'm cherishing these notes. Hallelujah. But anyway, I tell you, this is a profound word that Apostle A.B. Prince just said because we've been praying and we've been studying a vision. We've been studying dreams and visions. Amen. Uh, Reverend Samuel, he's been, um, we've been talking about dreams and visions and, and just the Lord God. And, and I tell you on this morning, amen, I was getting myself up. Apostle, do you hear me? I was getting myself up. You know, I'm always up. I'm at, up at the 5 a.m. Hallelujah. And then I told myself, I said, no, I want to go to the church and then I'm going to pray some more and pray some more. But the Spirit of God told me after I got done with prayer and around 8 something, I was getting myself down. He said, lay down. Apostle, he told me to lay down. And I laid down. And as I laid down, I began to dream. Hallelujah. You was in the dream, Apostle. And you were teaching. You were teaching you were teaching on this. I have not even yet confirmed with you, have I? Have we have yet I confirmed with you that you was going to teach today around that time this morning? No. God showed me in the dream that you begin to talk about legacy. And one of the things that stood out to me, you said to somebody that was with you is that your word is your bond. Your, what you say, you have to you have to make sure you do what you say. If, if you if you say you're going to do something, do it. But even if you can't do it, just try to do it. And then you said, no matter what the situation may be, I have to do it for her because she endured. Now, I don't know in the dream what I endured, but you told the person, no, I have to do it for her because she endured me. Hallelujah. And then. Uh, and then about uh, what time was it? I don't know you you sent the text and said am I speaking on endurance <laughs> I mean after the dream you didn't I had did I tell you this apostle no is this the first time you're hearing it yes and, and then he said am I teaching on endurance I said sure enough God had already confirmed in a dream that he was going to speak on endurance and not only that he told somebody I have to do it because she has endured glory. And I tell you, Apostle, this word, oh, my God, you said some pointers here. I'm going to say these pointers. He said that Ruth endured. He said that she lost everything. Matter of fact, she lost her hope. She lost her faith. She lost everything. But she had one thing. She had the ability to what? Endure. And then he said she said something powerful. She told, um, she told um, Naomi, your people is my people and your God is my God. That's powerful. She endured to the end. But through her endurance brought Jesus. Hallelujah. Her endurance and perseverance allowed Jesus to come through the bloodline. Amen. If she would not have endured, she would have never went back with Naomi. Come on now. You said something powerful, didn't you? Said that um, you you gave us some um some points. So you said you said here you said we have to first.
verse, you said Jesus was birthed through endurance and perseverance. Amen. Then you said endurance means to remain in silence, in pain. <laughs> hey, apostle, are you sure? <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, so it's okay if we endure in pain. It's okay if we endure in silence. Amen. Then he said that we have to trust the process in uncertainties. My God, when you don't know and all you got is a word. Then he said that we must not complain. We must not blame people. We must not be relentless um, uh, uh, have a relentless effort. We should not be discouraged or dis um, 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 yeah, frustrated or discouraged. Amen. He said, don't murmur or complain. Then he went to the book of Hebrew, chapter 12, and he began to talk about how we endure with what? Patience. It says, let us run with patience, endurance, and steady, hallelujah, and active persistence. Glory. He said to build capacity. He said, how do we endure? He said, build capacity through prayer, through wisdom, through relationship with God. Then he said we have to have a positive attitude, making sure that our thinking is not stinking, but our thinking is good. Amen. He said to have faith in God. He said because life sometimes is uncertain. Apostle, when I look at the word life, you know I'm a woman of anonyms and synonyms. Life, L-I-F-E, leap in faith experience. We leap in faith. Hallelujah, in experience. Hallelujah, by experience. We don't know where we're going to end up if we don't leap. Then he said, true faith. We must have true faith. He says, because he said, true faith allows us to overcome the fight. He said that elders to bring the good life. He said, but we must, in order for us to bring the good life, hallelujah, we must endure. He said, we have to understand seasons of life. There's particular moments and activities in life that's going to come and go. He said, but they're not going to be stable. They're not going to last. But it's just for us to endure. And we have to endure through betrayal, through lies, through hurt, through rejection, through pain. And then he said, in closing, he said that we must have a solid perspective about life. Meaning that we have to know our way. And, 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 and then we have to understand the principle of the marks of legacy, being a legacy thinker. And that's how vision comes into play. You got to be a visionary to be able to think towards the future, to be able to think beyond two and three years, but thinking beyond a generation and another generation. So Apostle A.B. Prince, we thank God for this profound word. And I believe that there are some that's listening in now, that is going through this endurance test. And I know for sure something that the man of God has said have allowed you to take that next step. Hallelujah. To say, you know what? I'm just going to keep on kicking, apostle. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep on pushing. And I'm going to push. Come on, Reverend Samuel. I'm going to push some more. And I'm going to push a little bit more until I just see myself just pushing. But I'm not going to fall off the cliff. I'm going to keep on pushing until I see you at the top. Hallelujah. Amen. So we just thank the Lord. Hallelujah. We're excited for we are continue to push. We're continue to persevere. We continue to um, endure to the end. 
It's nothing like enduring to the end. When you're able to endure to the end, he said your faith is increased, meaning that you're able to get through that obstacle, meaning that when the, when the other fight come, when the other test come, because they surely is going to gather. If they going to gather apostles, they going to gather against thee, but it will not stand or needs to come to pass. But guess what? When you press through that, and you're able to get over that and endure that. When that fight come, you're going to be able to jump over that hurdle. Come on now. You're not going to be down and worried like you was before. You're going to have a little fight more in you, but you'll get over the hump. So continue to endure. Continue to persevere through. Continue to smile in the middle of it. See, a lot of people don't even know. I just, oh my God. Yeah, Apostle, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend Samuel. Thank you. Thank you for all those that's been praying. Thank you. Because I've been enduring. But guess what? I'm still pushing. I'm still plowing. And I'm not stopping because I know through my endurance and my perseverance that somebody else is coming out. See, somebody else is coming out through your endurance. Somebody else is coming out through your perseverance. So know that it's not about you. So don't give up. Keep on enduring. Keep on persevering through. In Jesus' name, may God continue to bless you. For those that are joined, have joined us, we thank God for your life. We thank God for you, Apostle. Amen. Those that want to be a blessing, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You can always send a blessing seed, amen. Money sign, Apostle Robin Stokes. If you like to send it through Cash App or we have, hallelujah, zeal, amen. Where you can send it through zeal, amen. The phone number is 513-615-4514. That is sending it to Zeal. Or you can go to our website, soarinternationalministries.org. Hit on the donate button and your 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 um, seed will also be safe there. Amen. Because anytime you get a word like this, I'm telling you, you need to sow in that good ground. Hallelujah. It's something about sowing in good ground. Hallelujah. It's not about the money. Hallelujah. We don't need the money. Hallelujah. Because God takes care of us. Hallelujah. But I'm talking about when you learn to sow in good ground, I'm telling you, your seed begins to grow expertly. It begins to grow just so great. Hallelujah. So anytime you're hearing a word and you know, like, Lord, I know that's from heaven, from Zion. Hallelujah. You sow. Hallelujah. Not just in money, you can sow, hallelujah, in prayers, hallelujah, but it's just something about when you make a sacrifice, amen, hallelujah, amen, off your money. Because that's one of the things, apostle, it's hard for people sometimes to come up off their money, hallelujah. But what we must understand is that it doesn't belong to us, it belongs to God, hallelujah. And the more freely you learn to be a giver, God will give it back to you. Press down, shake it together, and run it over. And guess what? You won't have to be dependent on your job. You won't be dependent on how you're going to get paid every week to pay this or pay that. God will be your supplier. God will be your provider. And I'm going to tell you something. He will take care of all of your needs. So may God bless everybody. I thank everybody for joining us, every respectable man and woman of God that is on here. If I didn't call your name, God bless you. And every listener, every believer, unbeliever, whoever you are, God bless you, Kristen. Amen. Being here with me. Amen. As well. 
God bless you, daughter. Hallelujah. But God bless. Hallelujah. I see you, evangelist. Katara, God bless you. God bless you, Mother Florence and Noella. God bless you. Hallelujah. Um, Prophetess Tammy, God bless you. Reverend Samuel, Apostle. I can't see the other names because sometimes they put in 222-N-N-P-P-O-I I don't know possibly name. I can't pronounce that one. But anyway, God bless everybody. Thank everybody for joining us. God bless you. Amen. And God bless you. And um, God bless you, Apostle, for staying on with us. And God bless. I, I'm telling you, God is, ta- is speaking through dreams. He is speaking. In the, I'm telling you, y'all better tap in to the spirit of God. He's speaking to us. Amen. Hallelujah. So God bless you. We'll be back here. Actually, we'll be here tomorrow. We'll have um, prayer here at the church. Amen. That's right. 1115 Hicks Boulevard. And that's Suite 5, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. We're going to start at 6. Amen. But you know, our prayer tire is at 9. But I have some people coming in at 6 that said they just want to come and lay before the Lord. So you're welcome to come and pray with us. Amen. So come on out tomorrow. Amen. And then and also, we're going to be doing a outreach, amen, hallelujah, coming up for the month of July. We'll be meeting on the last Saturday of the month, and we're going to actually go to the street corner, amen. The Lord is going to give us a strict location, and we're going to meet there, and all we're going to have is just our mouths, the microphone, hallelujah, some tracks, and the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, and we're going to we're going to share the gospel, amen, from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., hallelujah, Easter Standard Time. And God bless everybody and join us here on Sunday. We'll be here 8.45 a.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time for our Logo Sunday School until 9.30. And then from 9.45 to 10.30 um, is our Sunday service. May God bless you. May God keep you. May the grace of God continue to be upon you. Apostle, could you please um, close us out with the grace of God? Thank you. All right. Father, we bless you for coming to time to study your word. The Bible says that the opening of your word is that life. Give understanding to the Savior. Thank you for understanding. Now the Lord who blesses, blesses us. The Lord who favors, favors us. The Lord who protects, protects us. The Lord who brings good to me. Give us it. Give us victory. Let us see God in a new, in a new world. Jesus, in the peace of God, the shalom of God, present all of us all to His glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. May God bless everybody. God bless you. Love you.